一直以为，如果我不去烦别人，就不会有人注意我，也不会有人伤害我。今天我才知道，不是这样的。Hey guys, this is the Morbid Horror Podcast, brought to you by Severed Cinema. Today I'm here with director Rob Jabaz. If you'd like to introduce yourself, yeah, my name's Rob Jabaz. I directed The Sadness. I'm a, uh, I, you know, I'm a Canadian, uh, a Scorpio, um, uh, about six two, getting a little heavy, probably around one ninety five these days. Um, just turned forty. Uh, in uh, last Halloween, and uh, you know, still, still got a lot of lead in my pencil, though. I still, still got a long, long way to go before you can slow this buck down. Anyways, awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And uh, thanks again for coming on. I uh, really appreciate this. And um, the question I usually start off with for every guest that I have on the show is, uh, what got you into horror? Um, to be honest, <clears throat> I actually, I inadvertently inadvertently uh mentioned it already i think it's because my birthday was on halloween and because of that i associated halloween with um you know love and attention and that was the time of the year when there was a lot of uh you know spooky movies on tv and just general spookiness in the neighborhood so i think i just kind of made that connection very early on in life and uh it just sort of carried me into my adult years definitely yeah i think uh a lot of people have that in common i know i do well not the the birthday being on halloween but kind of those early childhood memories of halloween and that the you know darker stuff in that time of the year for sure yeah but the thing is is that it was all about me in my mind you know yeah <laughs> that was that's the difference that's that's what makes me different from you in terms of that <laughs> For sure, for sure. And um, are there any uh, directors that um, inspired you or inspired uh, the sadness? Um, uh, probably. <laughs> Not really sure. Like, you know, I was just trying to get the thing made. But um, in terms of like this, the film specifically, like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that I really was thinking about any particular director when I was um, when I was making the film, but in terms of just the ones that I like, you know, the ones that I guess the ones that I like are the ones that I inf that influence me because they're the if I like them that means that I aspire to be like them, right? 
Um, yeah. My my favorite director is probably um, William Friedkin because I just like how big his balls are. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like just how he. Yeah, and it's it's not it it's actually the kind of thing where it's like. I don't know. I feel like maybe sometimes he might, might. Uh, it's really like a, a fucking miracle that he's never gotten into trouble because I hear about kind of the kind of stuff that he was doing on the set of Sorcerer and uh, even even on the set of To Live and Die in L.A. and and uh, end of the French Connection. Even you know the famously like the car chase scene with no permits, mm-hmm. he would just go go in and just do stuff and like in his mind. He was invincible, you know, and it's like you it's really easy. I, I, you know, just from life experience, like it's really easy to feel invincible until one day you realize that you're not, you know, and then all of a sudden you yeah. realize like those times that you thought you were invincible, you actually never were um, like, um, you know, what famously happened to John Landis on the set of the Twilight Zone movie, um, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, and I, I can empathize with with John Landis like. Um, to some degree, you know, like you just you just want to get that shot and you figure like, you know, everyone here is a professional. Everyone knows what they're doing, you know, and you trust everyone and you feel like everyone's, um, you know, on top of what they're doing. And then just the, the unthinkable happens and all of a sudden uh, you're left with this tragedy and it's just like, you know, fuck, like what, you know, like was any of it worth it? Like, you know, and it I don't know, I, you know, it, it's it's a really difficult uh it's a difficult thing because you want to you you want to make a good movie. You want to make the best movie. Like you, you're you're you have all this passion, and then um, and then you realize like you know th- there's no movie good enough to justify uh, you know a, a hor- like someone getting seriously injured or or you know God forbid dead mm-hmm. uh, on the set of a movie. Anyways, yeah, just um, so yeah, I like William Friedkin. Awesome, awesome. He's a he's definitely a great director. And uh, The Sadness has constantly been referred to as an extreme horror film. And uh, on this podcast and on uh, Severed Cinema, for the most part, that's uh, covered, we cover the, uh, you know, the extreme subgenre of horror. And I was wondering if you have much familiarity with this uh, subgenre and uh, if you have any personal favorites within it. Um, I don't know. Like, to be honest, like, I, I, <laughs> I never really thought of the... I, maybe I've said it like in an interview before, just because I got caught up in the whole, um, you know, just like in the promotion. We were we were really um, Raven Banner took that early Rue Morgue um, uh, interview story about the sadness from last summer, and um, they they ran with the the law the the line of um, you know the the whatever it is like the most violent and depraved zombie movie ever made and it was it's very superlative and like violent and depraved um you know it sound it sounds great um especially since it's not like one of the most it's like the most you know like the yeah it's very very big claim um very uh, adversarial towards like the audience you know like you know like you you know come here you be the judge you know like it's it's sort of it's a little silly uh thinking back on it because it because it just puts everyone in a position where they can be like well you know what i've seen i've seen worse so you know you're wrong you lied to me you know so it's just kind of so it's just kind of like one of those things um where you're setting yourself up for um disappointment or or setting you you know the audience up for 
to just be like disappointed just right from the get-go um but uh what the fuck what are we talking about again we're talking about uh extreme movies or something yeah, yeah uh, um so yeah like the what i'm trying to say is um I, I never really was thinking about making an extreme movie you know like mm-hmm. with this edgelord mentality in mind i just wanted to make like a good horror movie i just wanted to make something that uh, i i would have wanted to see um and you know the sadness is is pretty gory uh in terms of the, the violence the standard sort of uh you know stabbing and whatever like melting and all that kind of stuff blood and gore yeah. and latex and silicone and, and fake blood and all that kind of stuff but like with all the with all the sexual violence i really did intend to have kind of a lighter touch with it because um two reasons one of them i i think that it's um it's it's a good way to really like turn um turn something serious into kind of a joke if if you do that um yeah it's, it's really important to kind of handle it with uh care or else you risk turning it into a joke and the only people i mean and then at the end of the day if like you end up turning it into a joke, the only people you're going to impress with that are just like, you know, neckbeard horror fans, you know, like these, these guys who are really into, uh, uh, you know, extreme edgelordy sort of stuff. Like, and I don't really give a shit really what they think because um, they're probably just pirating the movie anyways. Actually, that's not true. They tend to be collectors. So whatever. We're trying to, we're trying to make them happy too. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to uh, disappoint you. But anyways, um, there's that. And then also the other thing too is that in a, in a more shrewd sense, uh, I wanted to make sure that the film, you know, wouldn't get tripped up and would be able to get on a platform that would show it, you know, because there are definitely some films that, uh, you know, they lean really hard into being extreme. And then as a, as a consequence, you know, the only only place you can get them is just uh, like on the Pirate Bay or whatever. Um so yeah, like I was just trying to, I was trying to stay within the parameters of good taste and, uh, you know, still giving the audience, uh, maybe, you know, hopefully something that they haven't seen in a while and, but still being able to kind of like be within the confines of, uh, of good taste. Um, some, some extreme films that I like extreme in, in giant, huge quotation marks. Um, I don't know. You know, like I, I, the, the ones I can think of, like I really was, I really thought like grotesque was was pretty extreme. Oh yeah, uh, but like I don't know that I really like that movie. Like it's because it's like, um, I don't know. Like, am I gonna am I gonna say that movie's like, oh, that movie's awesome? Like that part where he cuts off her nipples was so sick. You know, like, it's like I don't know. Like I mean, it, th- there is there's definitely something to that movie. And and as a horror fan, uh, I would definitely you know recommend it. But I don't know, it just doesn't feel, doesn't feel like something that I, you know, like sometimes you watch something and you kind of think like, oh man, I wish I, I had made that or I wish I had thought of that. But with the grotesque, I was just like, eh, yeah, whatever, I, I could take it or leave it. Um, you know, and, and also like, I mean, if, if me and you, I don't even know you, right? But like, I mean, if me and you just sort of sat down and started brainstorming and came up with like the most disgusting things we could think of, um, probably wouldn't be too difficult. It would just be a matter of, after that, it would just be a matter of us convincing someone to give us funding to make them to, to actually build all the special effects and stuff. So, you know, whatever, yeah. like being, being revolting is not, um, too difficult. I mean, the human centipede, I think was come up, was created along those lines. I think just 
some guys just trying to think of like some really revolting things to do to, to child molesters or something like that. That's one story. Yeah. Um, what's a movie that I think is really extreme that I like? Um, I don't know. I really liked when it when it came out. I was very impressed by the Hills Have Eyes remake. I actually really liked a lot of the Alexander Alexandra Aja films uh, from back in the early early days of uh, whatever, like two thousand early two thousands. Um, yeah, high tension and stuff. Yeah, high tension. High tension was was a real breath of fresh air. I was actually kind of hoping that maybe the sadness could kind of feel a little bit like I don't I don't in, I don't mean that in a literal way. I just mean kind of in in a contextual way, like just like oh like like I haven't seen anything like this in a while. You know, like that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I mean when I say like I wish that uh, this, the sadness could have come on the scene and maybe had the same effect as high tension, just kind of giving a little bit of a breath of fresh air, you know, like a, a kind of unpopular movie, a, an unpopular style of movie just to kind of pop up in the middle of nowhere to appeal to maybe fans that miss that kind of thing. Um, in a way, actually, I think uh, the movie Prometheus was kind of like that, too. It was like this really super serious science fiction movie that came out in a time when we really hadn't seen that kind of movie in, in probably, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, most science fiction movies just didn't have that kind of grand, serious vibe. So like when it came out, I, I actually was like, wow, this, you know, the, you know, there's everyone has their complaints with the movie. Like, oh, man, he should have ran away from that snake monster, you know, like that whole thing that everyone says about Prometheus. Um, and they should have ran to the side, not straight, you know, like, like people say that shit, like they're the one that came up with it, you know, it's like, no, you just, you just heard someone else say that on YouTube. But anyways, um, yeah, just, just come, you know, coming out with a movie that's like, um, not the popular movie at the time, I think is, is kind of cool. And kind of being that, that guy who, you know, uh, gives, gives sort of the audience like a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air, um, so now I think uh, to to some degree, like uh, Reservoir Dogs was like that too, like it, yeah. it kind of kind of changed it changed the tra trajectory of of the '90s. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, extreme movies. I don't know, man. Like, I don't I, I don't really think about like that sort of sort of shit. I guess like okay, how about Gaspar Noé movies? Like, uh, yeah. like I think that. Uh, <clears throat> I think Enter the Void is still a really great, like a really accomplished piece of work. Um, maybe like, I just saw Climax recently. I was nervous to watch it because I was so, I was so like, you know, I get so nervous about Gaspar Noe movies because they, they demand so much of me, like fortitude. And then, uh, so I, I was like chicken, chickening out on Climax. And then I saw it and I was just kind of like, this is really good in the sense that it's, a really good representation of like what it, what it is like to have like a really bad uh, trip on acid. Um, especially like if you do like way too much and you're in a uncomfortable environment with like mm -hmm. unfamiliar people. Um, but I, I do think that kind of all of the innovative things that happen in climax were kind of all, you know, done maybe better in, in enter the void. I think enter the void is, is still, his most accomplished movie. I haven't seen Vortex yet though. And I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I, I, I mean, everything that guy makes is just like, so, so accomplished. And I, I'm a big fan. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I hope, I hope maybe when I see, when I see Vortex, 
I'll be able to say that's my favorite, uh, you know, extreme movie. Although, like, I know that there's not going to be, like, whatever, a bunch of gore and someone getting, you know, raped in the ass with a fucking jackhammer or anything. You know, it's it's going to be more extreme in terms of just, like, confrontational and emotional. Um, yeah. But uh, that I guess maybe that's the kind of stuff that I think is more interesting than, uh, you know, whatever, than fucking wrong turn part four or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, you touched on something uh, earlier there that was uh, relating to it. There's a, similar to a question I had down at the line for you. And uh, while the sadness does have um, a lot of extreme or taboo content, a lot of or a good amount of it is, especially regarding the sexual violence, is um, insinuated. And the film really kind of writes that, um, rides a good line of still being accessible to more of a mainstream audience, but still uh, satisfying um, a lot of, you know, the underground gore hound type of uh type of audiences as well yeah and uh, uh yeah, i'm sorry what was it i just said um oh. this next question is something uh, i apologize in advance you've probably been asked it uh many times but um what are some of the main inspirations for the sadness and is the cross the comic series one of them uh yeah it, it was for sure i've said i've been pretty really upfront about that actually yeah um, the, the way I see it, <clears throat> um, you, you know, you, you introduce like this idea and it's like, once it's sort of out in the ether, um, you know, like, like take, say for example, something like, uh, a vampire, you know, like you can make, you can make Dracula, you can make Fright Night, you can make the Lost Boys, you can make twilight you can make interview with a vampire and it's all just sort of based in the same kind of general premise um the thing is with crossed is that like they just were never able to kind of get it off the ground um into a, a, a movie because obviously um you know well i'm, I'm you know to, to maybe it's not that obvious my assumption would be that it's just because it's too extreme to film uh, it, they weren't able. They weren't able to get it off the ground. I haven't really read anything about kind of the attempts to get it made into a, a film, um, but it's just sitting there. It's and it's it's in the ether. And uh, I thought to myself, like, you know, if if they had made a cross movie, and then I went and I made the sadness, like, people would just be like, oh, it's just like, uh, you know, you know, like it's the same, like you know, the night of uh, the Walking Dead against like, you know the dawn of the dead film, you know, the George Romero film or, mm -hmm. uh, or whatever. It's just like an, you know, another take on the same idea. Um, so yes, but, so I just figured like, you know, I just do the do due diligence of, of, uh, me, me, uh, mentioning it anytime influences come up because, uh, I just felt, felt like it's, um, you know, credit where credit's due. Like the, the, the sentence just like, uh, something, in the case of the sadness, like a virus that makes you want to do the worst thing you can think of. That's, that's the sentence, you know, it's, and it's so simple and, uh, just, you know, powerful in it's, uh, in just how blunt it is and direct it is like in, mm -hmm. in, in how, how it stimulates the imagination. Um, and that really, that, that really is, I think the, the engine that, that drives, uh, that drives like um, crossed and the sadness, just sort of because it because it actually is sort of a call to action 
to the audience, you know, like what is the worst thing you can think of, you know, and then and it gets your mind going. Um, so yeah, like I, I just felt like, um, you know, fuck it. Let's just, you know, this is, this is a good idea. And, and I think I can add my own flavors to it. Um, and I can definitely write my own story. So, so I, you know, whatever, no big, no, no harm, no foul in my opinion. Um, yeah. and then, uh, as far as, uh, other influences, like, I mean, that's the thing too, is like, you know, you, when you, when you think of, okay, like the, the thing about the, the thing about the movie, the sadness is that in my mind, it's really, it's all about the execution. It's all about the details. It's all about the vibes and like, um, you know, kind of just the, the, like we were mentioning before, like balancing of the violence and, and, um, you know, how the, how the energy kind of modulates through the, through the film. Um, you know, you do, when you talk about the sadness, you're not really talking about the story. You're talking more about like the scenes, um, like the part when this happened or whatever, you know, or maybe the characters, like the, everyone seems to really like the businessman. I really like Molly personally. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, well, okay. Like, so, so like the, in, the influences come from, they, the things that are influenced are, are things that maybe you wouldn't think of. Um, and they come from, you know, equally kind of, uh, disparate sort of places. Like for example, um, the idea of, um, the idea of like Molly, uh, sort of being just sort of like a character that, um, you know, just d does not deserve <laughs> does not deserve like what she, like anything that happens to her like it's entirely it's entirely sort of unfair um her her fate you know that that kind of that kind of idea of just of just a introducing sort of a, an innocent character that doesn't that doesn't deserve it deserve it and then doing her really dirty is sort of like a an influence from like uh billy tong like red to kill um you know what i'm saying like the uh, you ever see that movie red to kill i actually have not no you should watch that. It's pretty good. Um, oh. But it's uh, put that down on the list, bud. Right. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, uh, what do you call it? The the fucking uh, the thing that they they would do in a lot of those Hong Kong movies is they would just like, you know, really, really just shit on a on a innocent character and and just do them do them real dirty, like I said. And uh, and the and the intention is sort of just to like torture the audience, um, and I wanted to kind of do something like that. And Molly was sort of the the tool, I guess. You know that, that and that results in probably the well, I mean, in my mind, probably the most impactful scene in the film, where the businessman uh, sexually assaults Molly in her ocular cavity, mm -hmm. and um, uh. You know, so like, so do you see what I'm saying? Like the the influence there is more just about like a me a method by which to kind of create an effect, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, the the train scene was was inspired by like, you know, train attacks, like just in in general, in general, and also specifically the one that happened in Taipei. Um, I wanted to be a, be a hot boy and kind of touch upon, you know, the the actual real. Uh, event that happened um several years ago with with sort of a mass stabbing on the on the metro oh okay. and, and um what else like um influences 
you know, there there is like, uh, let me think. Oh, I'll say also, like, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, the reason why I'm sort of hemming and hawing and I'm not just giving you straight answers is because I'm trying to think of stuff that I haven't already said in other interviews. Um, yeah. Just, just cause like, uh, you know, I want to, I want to keep things fresh. Uh, but That's I'll just say one that I've already said. So like the, the, the Evil Dead remake, the, the one by Fede Alvarez was, was a big influence, not, not directly, but more so in, in the way that the violence was handled in the way that um, you're sort of again, skating the line between fantasy violence and like real violence where people really suffer. Um, kind of getting a getting a balance between those two things, I think is really interesting. Um, because, uh, you know, you you want to, you want to have that, that, that thing that affects the audience and makes them kind of squirm, but at the same time, like, you know, do I, am I really trying to hurt them with this film? Like, I don't think I am. Like I, at the end of the day, I do want them to, to have like a fun, a fun time watching the film. You know, it's not like something like, um, um, you know, a flower of flesh and blood or, or, um, or human guinea pig or, 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 or the man behind the sun or like, you know, one of these movies that's really meant to like, um, harm you. Cause it's yeah. like, because I think that the only, or, 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 or you know, the, the rape scene in, Irre in Irreversible, that's definitely meant to harm um, the audience. But it's kind of like, it's so, it's so uh, irresponsible, irresponsible to, to do that unless there's a, a real strong purpose behind it, you know? So like, you know, I was, I never was, I, I can't really say that I was ever really trying to do that with the sadness. I was never really trying to hurt the audience with, with the sadness. It, it all is really meant, you know, at the end of the day, like there, there is some stuff that, that does have some, you know, some bite, but I think that it is really in my mind meant to kind of be just like a horror movie, you know, like, uh, just if, if it was being released by, by Miramax, they put it on dimension, not dimension extreme, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's something that, um, even my, my girlfriend, who's not really, the biggest horror fan but she puts up with some of my stuff she it's a film that she also uh, thoroughly enjoyed but yeah I, de I definitely personally view it as more of just a, a horror film as opposed to something like you were saying like the guinea pig films or run behind the sun where it's just kind of this harsh experience yeah because i mean i i don't know like that 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 sort of like you know oh i double i double dog dare you to watch this movie sort of thing like um i don't know it's not it at the end of the day it's not it's not uh it's not real. It's just, it's just fake. You know, who cares? Like, like just, um, if you want to watch, if you, if you want to really watch like some fucked up shit, then watch like, um, you know, you, you can very easily find videos of people being murdered and people being tortured. So watch those. If you're a, if you're a hot boy, you know, don't worry yeah. about, uh, don't worry about the, the foam latex special effects and whatever. Um, anyways, what's next? Uh, the next question I had for you is, uh, to my understanding, Taiwan handled the co uh, coronavirus pretty well. And I was wondering, uh, despite that, if the coronavirus caused any uh, big roadblocks during the making of the sadness. Nope, none, none at all, except except for just we weren't able to get a real hospital to shoot in. Mm -hmm. So we had to build a set. And that that's really the only thing that, uh, that the only trouble that we ran into that was coronavirus related. Okay, awesome, awesome. And uh, were you expecting this overwhelming of a response uh, from the release of the sadness, uh, especially overseas? And I also read that uh, on the Shutter streaming platform, it was the I think is the most viewed uh, 
or biggest premiere for a foreign release uh, on Shutter? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, to be honest, not really. I was kind of, I kind of expected it to be, uh, <laughs> I kind of expected it to do well um, <clears throat> because, um, because uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that pr part of it was just that uh, because we made it during the pandemic, um, all, a lot of the other pr things that were being made around that time were like, um, you know, like they were all hampered by the, by the pandemic. So like you, you got, a, you got a lot of, um, you know, films that are bringing it, bringing it really, uh, bringing everything all in real close, like, you know, like host and stuff and just these, these films that are kind of like about zoom meetings and whatever. Or, or yeah. you know, smaller casts, smaller, smaller stories, more script based, you know, like um, stuff that's more economical. Um, and the, the sadness really was like when, when I mean, I, I did all the festivals, <clears throat> not all the festivals. I did. I did a good amount of festivals, especially the genre ones in um, last summer. And um, yeah, I just, I just I don't know the, the films that I saw over the course of um, of, of the festival uh, circuit last year, they were, they were good, but I just felt like they were kind of like less, less sort of bombastic, less ambitious, maybe. Um, uh, there were, I mean, there were definitely some really, really good ones. One of the one that, that sticks out in my mind was like the innocence, the, uh, the Norwegian film. Did you ever see that? No, but it is actually, uh, it's, it's been on my radar for a little bit. Yeah, movie rules that that they did the the guy did such a great job with that it's it's and i mean getting those performances out of like little kids like that like it's it's just unbelievable like a, a lot of um you know admiration and and uh reverence i have for for that for that production for that movie um anyways yeah that was good that was a good one but anyways yeah like just um you know also another thing too is i i just like i said before i just felt like the sadness is sort of, it was going to be like a breath of fresh air to a lot of people. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I, I just kind of expected it to do well at festivals. I expected it just to make a splash, as they say. And uh, as far as like, you know, being released on Shutter and having a, a really, you know, uh, fortuitous uh, premiere, uh, that kind of, I, I guess I, I wouldn't have expected it until we did the festival run and then we, we, we did all, you know, won all these awards and all this crap and um, developed this reputation and everything else. And um, that I think kind of, uh, that hype really is what kind of drove the, the, um, the, the, the you know, the, the decent premiere that we had on Shutter. I was really hoping that we would just get like, biggest premiere of all time, but we only got biggest non-English language premiere, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, it's still uh, definitely uh, blew up. I remember just before it uh, was released uh, in the United States, or before anyone in the United States could see it, I was just constantly seeing seeing posts about it, so it was definitely being hyped up, and it definitely did not disappoint. Oh, that's great. Are you just saying that to be nice, though? No, I, I actually love the film. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy uh, to hear that. Um, yeah. Cool. Let's let's keep going. Awesome. And uh, next question I have here is: um, oftentimes, in a new film with some taboo content like sexual violence hits uh, some mainstream success, it's usually met with a fair amount of backlash. And um, I was wondering, due to the content and the sadness, if you've been dealing with a lot of backlash, and if there's been any comments or reviews in particular that have come to mind. 
<laughs> not not really actually um most most people are are like are like upset that i didn't show more more <laughs> didn't show more of it people are like how come you didn't show the the rape more you know that's yeah. what that's that's generally like the uh the um the main criticism um which is which is actually awesome because that just means mission accomplished as far as i'm concerned it means that um you know i i threaded the needle and if i if, if i hit an, an edge i i hit the edge that sort of offends the more like um you know the more kind of like well basically like the, the people who are who are less of a problem on twitter i offended them more than the people who are you know a big problem on twitter the people who are gonna you know start getting all fucking upset about uh me i don't know doing doing something uh how do you even say that something like immoral or 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 uh what do you uh damaging to to a certain to like women or or something like this i don't know i don't even know how to talk about that kind of stuff but do you, do you understand what i'm saying like the, the people, yeah. people who i offended were are just kind of like the people who i don't really you know they're they're not going to give me any shit they're just they're just going to go on their their uh podcast where they you know, sit in front of their DVD collection and their McFarlane toys and whatever with their beard and, and get angry that I didn't show more of the rape. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of uh, offended the edgelords as opposed to the people who would want to want to cancel you or something. Yeah, sorry, sorry guys, sorry for the uh, sorry the movie wasn't extreme enough for you. Uh, I'll I'll try to do better next time. Actually, no, I won't try to do better next time. Uh, probably the next movie I make will be even even less extreme. Um, yeah, but uh, as as far as reviews are concerned, like the only time that I really like pay attention to reviews is when like it's somebody that I um, like, you know, care about. Like I care about their opinion. Like um, I, I have some friends who are like YouTubers um, or and filmmakers, and when I see, like them tweet about it, or when I see uh, my friends like do a video about it or mention it uh that's really that's really what the, the shit that i care about you know like people who and also people maybe who i don't know but i respect um so far uh everybody who like you know how it is like you you have you have your own taste and then you have like these people who you kind of um respect or, or admire their work and generally speaking the reason why that is, is because you have sort of similar tastes or, or you have tastes that are like kind of within the same family of taste. So, uh, so far, you know, I've been very happy with the, the fact that like uh, the people who, whose opinions that I, I, I really care about uh, seem to appreciate the film. And, uh, and that's enough for me, you know, uh, yeah. as far as like, um, you know, going, you know, going and reading every single review and, and, trying to like get a really good handle on on how what everyone thinks about the film like that's a that's a really good way to uh to give yourself an anxiety attack so i just i kind of just don't really uh go out of my way looking for for reviews yeah definitely definitely and uh, you kind of touched on it there a second ago but a question i had for you is uh, can we expect another feature from you in the near future uh i mean god willing I, I'm, I have a thing written. Uh, I have some things, you know, kind of 
in the in the uh, in the chamber of the gun. But um, it, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to get like a movie made. Yeah. And the, the sadness was something that was just almost a almost a an accident or like a a, a miracle. Just like I had I had just a situation where I was just able to make a movie and it was just kind of like like here this this is the budget um make something and and i mean it's it's actually it doesn't it doesn't even make any sense it's the kind of thing that would make um if i heard that it happened to someone else i would i would just automatically hate the hate the guy who who made the film because because i would feel like he didn't deserve it you know because i didn't it's not like i went to film school it's not like i you know have any kind of real experience with this shit. I just kind of um, was given the opportunity, but at the same time, uh, not anybody could make the film that I made. Not anyone can make a good film. I think The Sadness is a, is a good film. So like, um, you know, it, it, you have to kind of be able to think on your feet. Uh, you get that, you get that kind of, uh, you know, explosion of good luck. And then after that, it's up to you to, to kind of think on your feet and, uh, and to uh, make the film, make the make the film that that doesn't eat shit. And also, um, another thing too is like, uh, um, you know, when you know, like once you once I once that I you know once I have the sadness under my belt, that definitely is going to help to get the next thing made. But still, even that, even even that uh, given, um, you know, there's a, there's a million guys out there all trying to all trying to get their shit made, um, all with stuff under their belt, you know, probably stuff, probably people who are like a lot more ambitious than I am too, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm very driven and, and very like heart, like diligent when it comes to like working, but mm. I'm, I'm not the best, um, I'm not the best like salesman. I'm not the best kind of like, you know, pitch, pitching an idea kind of guy. Um, I can do it and I, and I, I have done it and I am, in currently in the process of doing it as well. But, um, I don't know. I see some of these like charismatic, like sort of quote unquote, like sort of made for Hollywood kind of guys. Like I see them kind of pushing their stuff through and, uh, I'm just like, damn, like those guys, that that's a talent unto, unto itself. You know, uh, it's too bad. Like, you know, most of those guys make shitty fucking movies, but, um, whatever, like, uh, it's just the way the world is. Definitely. And uh, the next question I have for you is uh, the last question, and it's unrelated to horror. But I saw a picture from an interview that you did, and you were uh, rocking some Volvectomy and Visceral Disgorge merch. And I was yeah. wondering if there's any uh, newer up-and-coming death metal bands that you've been into lately. Um, what, am I, what have I been listening to lately? Um, not really. Like, to be honest, like, um, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm trying to think like, cause that's the thing, man, like I'm 40, right? Like, and, and it's so hard. It's, it's really difficult to say, to stay like really up on like, uh, metal, like, like being into like new bands. Like you, usually what you do is you just listen to kind of like the stuff that you used to like. And I'm really happy that I was yeah. able to find sort of like, uh, new, newer ish bands like, like Volvectomy, uh, and, uh, and Visceral Disgorge. Um, and, and just that, all that slam stuff too. One of the things I actually, okay, I'll, I'll just use this opportunity just to plug Larry, uh, Larry Wong, my, my good, my good pal. Fuck. Yeah. I very familiar with him. Yeah. 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 Um, me, uh, actually I'm, I'm going to have, 
I'm going to have barbecue with him tonight, actually, uh, just as a, as a uh, coincident, co coincidental aside. Um, but um, yeah, like, I mean, he, he, his, his influence and him, him, him sort of just being like, uh, um, you know, like, oh, you like, you, you like, like, you're kind of one of those guys who used to really like Gorguts and like Cryptopsy and, and, uh, and whatever when you were a kid. Um, here, you should try listening to this, you know, and he's, and he's showing me all of this, like, this stuff and he's calling it slam and i was like what and i listened to these records and i'm just like fuck this is sick um and this this is really what because i because you get like i thought that met that metal kind of had just moved into like um you know like metal core and i and i would hear stuff like mm -hmm. annihilator and stuff and i'd be like this isn't really what i like like th that just sounds just too uh produced or something um but then um <clears throat> but yeah ben, ben's like like uh like Visceral Disgorge and, and Vulvectomy. And then also like Larry's band, Fatuous Rump. Um, just these bands that are just stripping it down to, to just chugs and, and just, you know, just switching up the drums. Like, and, uh, and there's a certain sense of like uh, fun and also a good balance between like technical and then just caveman sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, this, this, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just say that I'll say like Fatuous Rump is definitely just like one of these bands that really knows what it's all about. You know, like, let's just do slam. Like, we're not going to do we're not going to try to, you know, have some, you know, wild ass, you know, Rings of Saturn uh, guitar stuff. And you know what I mean? Like, let's keep this very simple, very pure to the to the, you know, to the to the uh, what do you say that like the 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 roots of, of of what this is all about you know i i just i like that stuff one one band i'll say this is not a new band at all but um one one band that i really really like and then uh that i've really learned to appreciate in recent times is mortician oh i uh, fucking love mortician <laughs> yeah like that i like i like this idea of like um something just barely being art like it's it's like mortician's songs are just barely songs like like there, it's like one riff and then just like uh and then just drums changing and it, and it's so it's so boneheaded like it's just so uh stupid like but in the best way you know like the the i i really i'm really into that kind of thing just this sort of um this sort of approach to to, to doing uh metal work because i used to i used to really be into like like technical death metal like i said before cryptopsy suffocation stuff like this and um but then uh uh, when I heard sort of stuff like uh, stuff like uh, Mortician, I'm just like, this is this is a lot more, uh, I don't know, truthful or, or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Um, but yeah, that, that, I don't know. Like, that, just you know, for to all the listeners out there who are into metal, definitely Fatuous Rump, definitely anything that uh, that uh, Larry Wong's doing. Uh, hop on that shit. He's a funny guy, and he's the hardest working hardest working man in metal in Taiwan. That's for sure. Okay, awesome. And uh, yeah, that just about covers all the questions I had for you. And uh, I want to thank you a ton for coming on. This is a really big deal for the podcast. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll support everything you do in the future. And um, is there anything you want to plug in case anyone's listening who wants to maybe keep to date with what you're up to? Uh, not really. I, I was going to ask, though, like, uh, you sound like a younger guy. Right? What are you like, like 20, 28, 27? I'm actually 25. Oh, really? You're, you're, like a, little, you're a little young pup there. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what, what kind of like you? You tell me, man. You're the you're the young kid. You're the one who has the time to fucking listen to music and shit. What, what are the bands that I should be listening to? Um, I'd recommend. Uh, there's a newer label from 2019 called Maggot Stomp. 
and they've uh-huh. been uh, signing a lot of really cool bands, uh, like 200 Stab Wounds, Sanguisuga Bug, bands like Vomit Forth and Fluids. Um, yeah, I'd recommend checking out some of that stuff. But I listen to a lot of older stuff. I'm into a lot of uh, kind of like the roots of Brutal Death Metal and Slam, like Pyrexia, Scattered Remnants, Suffocation, stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah. No, the, um, yeah, I, I, uh, Fluids is a band that actually I, I also have on, the, on, the, on my phone as well that I listen to. Um, what, sorry, what's, that, what's the label that you said? It's called Maggot Stomp. Maggot Stomp, like stomp with your foot or stump like a stump of a tree? Stomp, like with your foot. Okay, maggot stomp. I'm typing that down so I can look at that. Look at look at me. I'm I'm interviewing you now. I'm asking. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, I, I guess I'll uh, I'll let you go, and we'll talk uh, next time I make a movie. Awesome. We'll do. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Hey, peace.